Welcome to the Men of Iron Podcast. This is Travis Albanicious. I'm an iron rep coming to you from the Outer Banks of North Carolina. And I'm excited to be with you this morning, specifically because if you're listening, I know you probably want to be a better man. You want to be a better leader in the workplace or in your organization. You want to be a better husband, a better father, a better friend, and every single one of those things is worthy to aspire to. And as an organization, we want to do everything we can to equip you, to resource you, to inspire you and encourage you to be all that God has created you to be, to use your gifts and your talents and your resources to go make a difference, to change a culture one man at a time. That's our mission. So I'm glad you're here with me this morning. And I'm going to talk to you, I think, about one of the most important things that we could be talking about, and that's the fundamentals. I had a football coach when I was growing up who made a pretty big impact on me. He was actually a middle school football coach. And he taught me one one little phrase that I still carry with me today. And it's the it's called LTWC. LTWC. Little things win championships. And this coach knew, right? He had this team full of pretty awesome athletes. And he knew we were all excited about winning a championship as middle schoolers and having an undefeated team. But he also knew that we were looking to the future, that we were looking to our high school careers and and being able to win league championships. He knew that we were all excited about the potential of being picked up by some Division I football program and about the potential of being drafted into the NFL. I mean, come on, what middle school guy football player does not dream about those type of things but he always encouraged us he said yeah keep dreaming keep thinking about those things but let me remind you something ltwc little things win championships it's about the fundamentals and if you take care of the fundamentals if you take care of the little things the rest will take care of itself if you take care of the little things you'll win championships and so that's what he he drilled into our, our hearts and our minds. You know, it was simple. If you're an offensive lineman, it's about taking the right steps. It's about knowing what the count is so you don't jump off sides. If you're a wide receiver, it's about knowing your routes and, and not just running routes, but running perfect routes. It's about the blocking and the tackling. It's about doing the little things right because little things win championships. And if you're on this call today, I would just encourage you, like, you're probably running after some big things. I mean, I would imagine there's some people listening that you're running after promotions at work. You know, you're running after the opportunities that lie ahead of you in business. You know, maybe you're a business owner and and you have a product and a service that you deeply believe in. And you know that if you can grow your business and make a difference, it's going to make a lot a difference in the lives of other people. And I would say, listen, chase those things, but don't neglect what's most important. Don't chase all of those things and neglect your responsibilities as a husband to your wife. Don't chase those things and neglect spending time with your kids and having meaningful time with your kids. And maybe you're on the call and maybe you're a pastor or you're a ministry leader and come on guys, like it's real. I mean, you're fighting for a worthy cause, but what if you go and, and you know, you, you chase, uh, uh, building this, this, 
big, vibrant church, you know, and people are coming to know Jesus and they're wanting to get baptized and, and people are having, you know, their, their gifts be stirred and, and they want to use their gifts to serve others, like all very real works of God. But you get so excited about those things that you neglect what's most important. You neglect your wife. You neglect time with your kids. You neglect your personal health or your personal finances. And we all know that when we do that, it's a recipe for disaster. So what I want to encourage you with today is to focus on the fundamentals. And and I truly believe that the most fundamental thing that we can focus on is our relationship with Jesus Christ. What if it's true that as you pursue growing your relationship with Jesus Christ, that everything else will take care of itself? In the book of Matthew, and Matthew was one of Jesus' closest followers, right? He was one of the disciples, and and he records Jesus just saying this in Matthew 6, 33. He says, Seek first the kingdom of God and seek his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. What if it's true? What if it's true that, that as we pursue knowing God more deeply, that we'll be better husbands as a result of it, that, that God will stir in us a creativity to love our wives and date our wives and to serve our wives and to do the dishes for our wives or to do whatever it is that we need to do in order to, to make our wives feel valued, love, and seen. What if as we build our relationship with Jesus that he'll give us the ability to identify the gifts and talents of our kids and, and fan the flame on those things? And help our kids grow in, in in who they are and in their gifts and their talents and in their abilities. What if we, as we follow Jesus, what if we'll, we'll, we actually will succeed more in the workplace and in the business place and, and as pastors, right? What if it all starts with building our relationship with Jesus? And I truly believe that that it does. And, and let's talk about Jesus for a second and, and who Jesus was. And it depends what your viewpoints on the Bible are. I believe that the Bible was written by God. And yes, it was written by human hands and human men, but those men had the spirit of God living in them. And every word that they put down on the paper was from God. And, and, and what's really cool is when you look at the Gospels, right, which are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, there's a picture that is painted of who Jesus was. And so let's talk about I think it's fitting, especially because it's Easter. Let's talk about who Jesus was and what that means for us. So if you think about it, first of all, Jesus, first and foremost, we know the Christmas story. He was born of a virgin uniquely born of a virgin of a virgin and if you think about it that's never been accomplished before in human history so we know there's something unique about who Jesus is but then he grows up and he becomes a young man and and one of the very next miracles we see Jesus do it's not until he's a young man but he turns water into wine and it's not some secret thing right? Like he does it at a party. People see this happen and they get excited about who is this guy? Who could he possibly be? But let's continue as the story goes. Like we see Jesus uh, get more and more outspoken about who he is and about his power. And he starts, he, he starts identifying people that, that can't walk. And he says, stand up and walk. 
And these people get up from their mats and they walk, even though they haven't walked in years. People who have leprosy and sicknesses, Jesus calls those sicknesses out of those people and instantly they're healed. He, he casts demons and evil spirits out of people, which is crazy. But he's not doing this in secret. He's doing this in public places and people are watching it happen. They knew there was something uniquely special about who Jesus was. One of the, the one of my favorite stories is is comes later on in Jesus's ministry and it's when his best friend Lazarus dies. And Lazarus was a good friend of Jesus and he's sick and he ends up dying and he's dead for 4 days in a tomb. And Jesus comes to to visit Lazarus. He he realizes Lazarus is dead and that Lazarus is buried in the tomb and he has all his family, all of Lazarus's family out there weeping and crying and and they're upset because Lazarus was dead for 4 days and they knew if Jesus would have come sooner he could have made a difference. At least they thought that's what needed to happen. But in the story, and you probably know this story, and if you don't, you have to look it up. But Jesus, he, he, he looks up to heaven and he says, God, my father, I'm doing this for their sake. And he yells out to Lazarus and he says, Lazarus, come out of that tomb. And Lazarus, still wrapped in the linen cloths, come walking out of the tomb. It gets more and more evident who this man that everybody sees Jesus might truly be. Could he be the Messiah? Could he be God in flesh? And so people see all this happening and Jesus' following is getting bigger and bigger. And, he, and Jesus starts to truly claim that I am God, that I truly am God. And, and you wait and see what happens and people get more and more upset. And Jesus says, no, you wait and see. You can kill me and you're going to kill me. But three days later, I'm going to rise from the dead. I will be back. And we know what the story says Jesus is convicted wrongly and he's hung on a cross and it's not private it's public everybody's watching this happen they're hurling insults at him they said to him if you are the son of God save yourself who are you and sure enough Jesus dies on that cross and they take him off the cross. And, and, and we know they take him off the cross uh, because it tells us, and he's dead. And the reason they take him off the cross is because he is dead. They wouldn't have taken him off the cross if he wasn't dead. And his family gathers up his body. They put him in a tomb because he is dead. And Saturday comes and everybody's wondering, how could this possibly be? If he truly was a son of God, how could he be dead? And then the third day happens. It's Sunday morning. The women run to the tomb and the tomb is empty. Jesus Christ is gone and he starts showing up to people, right? Starts revealing it and talking to them and showing them the power that he truly has. And they, they come to believe that he truly is the Messiah, right? He ends up ascending off into heaven and then he sends his Holy Spirit to live in the hearts of those who believe in him. Guys, this is a crazy, crazy story, but it's the fundamental thing that if we focus on understanding Jesus and growing our relationship with Jesus and understanding who he is and, and being empowered by his Holy Spirit, 
everything else will take care of itself. It's the little things. It seems, it's crazy to say that that's a little thing. It's a little thing. It's a fundamental. It's the most simple thing that can lead to the biggest transformation in your life is to focus on your foundation, on the rock that is Jesus Christ. Romans 10, 9 through 10 simply says this, if you declare openly that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is for by believing in your heart that you are made right with God and it is openly by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. A question for you is, have you declared this? Are you trying so hard in these other areas of your life, but you haven't taken care of the most fundamental, important thing in your life yet? And that is making a decision to believe and follow Jesus Christ. Have you declared this yet? And let me suggest that that, that's the key. It's the key to everything else. It's the fundamental thing that if you take care of that, the rest will start to fall in line. It's the beginning of your pursuit to becoming a better man a more godly man, a better leader in the workplace and in your organization, a better husband, a better father, a better friend. Everything hinges on your belief in Jesus Christ. Have you made that decision? Have you openly declared that Jesus Christ is Lord? And if you haven't, here's your call to action. Declare it today. Write Romans 10, 9 through 10 down. Stare at it right? Read it over and over again. Think about it. Even if you've already made that decision, ponder that because the same spirit that lived in Christ and rose him from the dead is the same spirit that lives in you. Your call to action, amen, declare it every day. Openly declare that Jesus is Lord. Now, here's the deal. If you have questions or you want to talk about this, you can contact me at right through my email, travisa at menofiron.org, or you can contact any of our staff right through the website. We would love to talk to you about this and help you discover more of what it means to build your life on the foundation that is Jesus Christ. And look, if you found this helpful, then you should like this podcast, share it, subscribe to it. We're not in this alone, guys. We're in this together. We're stronger together. Talk to you next week.